Chapter Eight of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two, by Francois Rabelais translated by sir thomas urquhart of cromarty and peter anthony motte chapter eight how pantagruel being at paris received letters from his father gargantua and the copy of them pantagruel studied very hard as you may well conceive and profited accordingly for he had an excellent understanding and notable wit together with a capacity in memory equal to the measure of twelve oil budgets or butts of olives and as he was there abiding one day he received a letter from his father in manner as followeth most dear son amongst the gifts graces and prerogatives with which the sovereign plasmator god almighty hath endowed and adorned human nature at the beginning that seems to me most singular and excellent by which we may in a mortal state attain to a kind of immortality and in the course of this transitory life perpetuate our name and seed which is done by a progeny issued from us in the lawful bonds of matrimony whereby that in some measure is restored unto us which was taken from us by the sin of our first parents to whom it was said that because they had not obeyed the commandment of god their creator they should die and by death should be brought to naught that so stately frame and plasmature wherein the man at first had been created but by this means of seminal propagation there continueth in the children what was lost in the parents and in the grandchildren that which perished in their fathers and so successively until the day of the last judgment when jesus christ shall have rendered up to god the father his kingdom in a peaceable condition out of all danger and contamination of sin for then shall cease all generations and corruptions and the elements leave off their continual transmutations seeing the so much desired peace shall be attained unto and enjoyed and that all things shall be brought to their end and period and therefore not without just and reasonable cause do i give thanks to god my saviour and preserver for that he hath enabled me to see my bald old age reflourish in thy youth for when at his good pleasure who rules and governs all things my soul shall leave this mortal habitation 
i shall not account myself wholly to die but to pass from one place unto another considering that in and by that i continue in my visible image living in the world visiting and conversing with people of honour and other my good friends as i was wont to do which conversation of mine although it was not without sin because we are all of us trespassers and therefore ought continually to beseech his divine majesty to blot our transgressions out of his memory yet was it by the help and grace of god without all manner of reproach before men wherefore if those qualities of the mind but shine in thee wherewith i am endowed as in thee remaineth the perfect image of my body thou wilt be esteemed by all men to be the perfect guardian and treasure of the immortality of our name but if otherwise i shall truly take but small pleasure to see it considering that the lesser part of me which is the body would abide in thee and the best to wit that which is the soul and by which our name continues blessed among men would be degenerate and abastardized this i do not speak out of any distrust that i have of thy virtue which i have heretofore already tried but to encourage thee yet more earnestly to proceed from good to better and that which i now write unto thee is not so much that thou shouldst live in this virtuous course as that thou shouldst rejoice in so living and having lived and cheer up thyself with the like resolution in time to come to the prosecution and accomplishment of which enterprise and generous undertaking thou mayst easily remember how that i have spared nothing but have so helped thee as if i had no other treasure in this world but to see thee once in my life completely well-bred and accomplished as well in virtue honesty and valour as in all liberal knowledge and civility and so to leave thee after my death as a mirror representing the person of me thy father and if not so excellent and such indeed as i do wish thee yet such in my desire but although my deceased father of happy memory grangousier had bent his best endeavours to make me profit in all perfection and political knowledge and that my labour and study was fully correspondent to yea went beyond his desire nevertheless as thou mayest well understand the time then was not so proper and fit for learning as it is at present neither had i plenty of such good masters as thou hast had for that time was darksome obscured with clouds of ignorance and savouring a little of the infelicity and calamity of the goths 
who had wherever they set footing destroyed all good literature which in my age hath by the divine goodness been restored unto its former light and dignity and that with such amendment and increase of the knowledge that now hardly should i be admitted unto the first form of the little grammar schoolboys i say i who in my youthful days was and that justly reputed the most learned of that age which i do not speak in vain boasting although i might lawfully do it in writing unto thee in verification whereof thou hast the authority of marcus tullius in his book of old age and the sentence of plutarch in the book entitled how a man may praise himself without envy but to give thee an emulous encouragement to strive yet further now is it that the minds of men are qualified with all manner of discipline and the old sciences revived which for many ages were extinct now it is that the learned languages are to their pristine purity restored videlicet greek without which a man may be ashamed to account himself a scholar hebrew arabic chaldean and latin printing likewise is now in use so elegant and so correct that better cannot be imagined although it was found out but in my time by divine inspiration as by a diabolical suggestion on the other side was the invention of ordnance all the world is full of knowing men of most learned schoolmasters and vast libraries and it appears to me as a truth that neither in plato's time nor cicero's nor papinian's there was ever such conveniency for studying as we see at this day there is nor must any adventurer henceforward to come in public or present himself in company that has not been pretty well polished in the shop of minerva i see robbers hangmen freebooters tapsters ostlers and such like of the very rubbish of the people more learned now than the doctors and preachers were in my time what shall i say the very women and children have aspired to this praise and celestial manner of good learning yet so it is that in the age i am now of i have been constrained to learn the greek tongue which i contemned not like cato but had not the leisure in my younger years to attend the study of it and take much delight in the reading of plutarch's morals the pleasant dialogues of plato the monuments of pausanias and the antiquities of athenaeus in waiting on the hour wherein god my creator shall call me and command me to depart from this earth and transitory pilgrimage 
wherefore my son i admonish thee to employ thy youth to profit as well as thou canst both in thy studies and in virtue thou art at paris where the laudable examples of many brave men may stir up thy mind to gallant actions and hast likewise for thy tutor and pedagogue the learned epistemon who by his lively and vocal documents may instruct thee in the arts and sciences i intend and will have it so that thou learn the languages perfectly first of all the greek as quintilian will have it secondly the latin and then the hebrew for the holy scripture's sake and then the chaldee and arabic likewise and that thou frame thy style in greek in imitation of plato and for the latin after cicero let there be no history which thou shalt not have ready in thy memory unto the prosecuting of which design books of cosmography will be very conducible and help thee much of the liberal arts of geometry arithmetic and music i gave thee some taste when thou wert yet little and not above five or six years old proceed further in them and learn the remainder if thou canst as for astronomy study all the rules thereof let pass nevertheless the divining and judicial astrology and the art of lullius as being nothing else but plain abuses and vanities as for the civil law of that i would have thee to know the texts by heart and then to confer them with philosophy now in matter of the knowledge of the works of nature i would have thee to study that exactly and that so there be no sea river nor fountain of which thou dost not know the fishes all the fowls of the air and the several kinds of shrubs and trees whether in forests or orchards all the sorts of herbs and flowers that grow upon the ground all the various metals that are hid within the bowels of the earth together with all the diversity of precious stones that are to be seen in the orient and south parts of the world let nothing of all these be hidden from thee then fail not most carefully to peruse the books of the greek arabian and latin physicians not despising the talmudists and cabalists and by frequent anatomies get thee the perfect knowledge of the other world called the microcosm which is man and at some hours of the day apply thy mind to the study of the holy scriptures first in greek the new testament with the epistles of the apostles and then the old testament in hebrew <coughs> in brief let me see thee an abyss and bottomless pit of knowledge 
for from henceforward as thou growest great and becomest a man thou must part from this tranquillity and rest of study thou must learn chivalry warfare and the exercises of the field the better thereby to defend my house and our friends and to succour and protect them at all their needs against the invasion and assaults of evil-doers furthermore i will that very shortly thou try how much thou hast profited which thou canst not better do than by maintaining publicly theses and conclusions in all arts against all persons whatsoever and by haunting the company of learned men both at paris and otherwhere but because as the wise man solomon saith wisdom entereth not into a malicious mind and that knowledge without conscience is but the ruin of the soul it behoveth thee to serve to love to fear god and on him to cast all thy thoughts and all thy hope and by faith formed in charity to cleave unto him so that thou mayst never be separated from him by thy sins suspect the abuses of the world set not thy heart upon vanity for this life is transitory but the word of the lord endureth for ever be serviceable to all thy neighbours and love them as thyself reverence thy preceptors shun the conversation of those whom thou desirest not to resemble and receive not in vain the graces which god hath bestowed upon thee and when thou shalt see that thou hast attained to all the knowledge that is to be acquired in that part return unto me that i may see thee and give thee my blessing before i die my son the peace and grace of our lord be with thee amen thy father gargantua from utopia the seventeenth day of the month of march these letters being received and read pantagruel plucked up his heart took a fresh courage to him and was inflamed with a desire to profit in his studies more than ever so that if you had seen him how he took pains and how he advanced in learning you would have said that the vivacity of his spirit amidst the books was like a great fire amongst dry wood so active it was vigorous and indefatigable end of chapter eight